and welcome. What episode is this? Hold on, let's do that again. <laughs> I have, I fucking have no idea. Are we, what are we on? Eight? We were rolling, and then we've taken, we've gone to like bi-weekly now. Let me check the fucking podcast. <laughs> <coughs> you know what I mean? First time I fucked, had to use a rubber. <coughs> Uh, we're at, uh... Our last one was Roberts and the implosion, right? F***ing, what do you oh, call this? Oh, we're on eight. Yeah, that's right. Eight. This is eight? Yeah. Okay. Keep All rolling. Right. F*** it. Hi, everybody, and a very pleasant good afternoon to you, wherever you may be. And welcome back to Screwballs, the podcast, episode eight. I'm your host, Jake Gallo, along with Brian. Yeah. This is producer Brian, as we call him. We just just started this intro, and we had to stop because I fucking forgot what episode we, we were on. Both forgot. I had to look it up. And we had to look up on our own podcast. <laughs> so life's been taking over, you know. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Hopefully everything's good. You know, there's not much going on in the world to speak of, right? Other than dumb shit like politics and all kinds of dumb shit. So we don't focus on that here. You guys know that. We're complete bullshit. We're winning I've until noticed, the next billionaires die. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's pretty much what we do. Let's wait for the next stupid fucking rich person to do a dumb stunt and kill themselves. And we'll just talk about it. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. You know, I've noticed other baseball like fucking channels on YouTube or, or shows. It's not even a person. I mean, it's a person that does it. But they don't do anything like... They give you fucking stats. That's the boringest shit. And they get like fucking 300,000 views because that's all people care about. They don't care about the underside. Or You'll have good podcasts with like real baseball players telling their stories, which we're eventually going to try and get some fuckers on here. But, you know, we'll cover everything stupid. And it's baseball themed. So um, I hope you guys are enjoying the off topics. And um, baseball's got tons of shit to talk about. But it's all the things that happens in life around to baseball players and like Lenny. Lenny's the perfect example. Perfect. We love Lenny because yeah. if you really think about the shit that guy's done in his life and why we talk about him, you think like, oh, these guys clown Lenny Dykstra all the time. That's not really what we're doing. We're fucking fascinated by Lenny Dykstra and you should be too. If you look at that dude's whole body of work in every aspect <laughs> of his life from criminal to baseball, that dude's done a lot of shit. Like he's like oh, yeah. the Charlie Sheen of baseball. Yeah, like, totally. do you know, and Lenny was good. Lenny Dykstra was a good fucking player. He could play baseball. Like no, everyone knew that. He's got the stats to back it up. No, he's, dude, he was fucking solid. Lenny was very, uh, like, so the idea that someone not only made the major leagues, was successful, went to one championships, you know, winning player. And, uh, <laughs> no, dude, but seriously, he had a good fucking baseball career. And then he got into all kinds of bullshit. And you, you guys, we've talked about it. You guys know. But to do all the shit, he's, he's like a cockroach. He keeps going and he loves it. He brags about it and talks about it. He's a dude. He is a fucking special person, dude. Like he's one of a kind, dude. Lenny's like the, uh, anti hero punk rock baseball player guy who's done tons of shit. He's been a multi-millionaire he's done drugs he's been to prison you name it he's trashed mansions he didn't give a fuck dude he's lost his teeth he's won world championships dude like he's an 80s think metal about band. that dude yeah dude he's an 80s metal band he should <laughs> lenny should have been the lead singer for like fucking poison or something motley dude crew. motley crew i know fuck vince neal you guys should have had lenny dykstra in there dude <laughs> lenny dude, you imagine fucking motley crew with lenny dykstra at the helm dude Vince Neal is a baseball player. Uh, we're going to do a new game here. Um, the is there game? any way we can get people to call in so we can do shit like on the If we did it cosplay? live. 
We could do a live version. I'm just saying, there would be a fun fucking game. I did this on stage the other night. It came into my head. I'm like, fuck, I should do this on the podcast if we Mm -hmm. ever do anything like it. There's a fun game to play where you go, you just drop names, you're all country music star or fucking middle reliever. I'll give you one right now. Brad Hand. Brad Hand. Who's that? Middle relief. Don't look it up, motherfucker. <laughs> You're not looking up shit. Brad Hand is it a country star or is it a fucking middle reliever? Oh, oh uh, it's got to be a middle reliever. Brad Hand. Yeah. Yeah, it's a middle reliever. Okay, you got that one. Yeah, yeah. I never heard. Trace Atkins. Uh, got gotcha you on that one. Hi, right, takes oh, a that's, minute. That's pretty close. Uh, I'm gonna say middle reliever. No, country star. What? He's going to be at the Ventura County Fair this year. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Um, let me think of another one. Luke Bell. Oh, that's got to be a country star. You got it. I got to get a fucking list. But I, I you know. That's uh, funny. You Think of it like Brad Paisley. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, lucky he's famous so people would know enough. Like, I don't even follow new country. I know who he is. Mm-hmm. But think about it. that's like the same. That's Brad Paisley. Sounds like a like a middle reliever for the Colorado Rockies, dude. Yeah, like yeah. you know, it's exactly what's the <laughs> what's the fucking closer for the Arizona Diamondbacks? The guy with the mullet and the fucking Fu Manchu. That guy looks like a country singer, and his name <laughs> is like perfect for one too. Oh, it's uh, it's Andrew Shapin, the fucking closer for the Diamondbacks. Yeah, tell me that dude ain't a country star. Who's that? Looks Look like him uh, up first of all. Let's see his fucking picture. Look at him, dude. Who's that guy from Eastbound and Down? That's exactly who I thought of, dude. When I thought of Andrew <laughs> Shapin, they, I'm all he looks like fucking the dude from Eastbound and Down, Kenny Powers, Kenny dude. Powers, That's yeah, Kenny Powers. Tell me that ain't fucking Kenny Powers right there, dude. <laughs> This is a new game we're doing, dude. Relief pitcher or country singer? <laughs> Andrew Chapin, right? It sounds just What's like the guy a- that Charlie Crockett just opened for? Ty- Tyler Childers or whatever? <laughs> that sounds like a fucking closer for like Seattle or something. Like, you know, some fucking boring ass like American League West team. The American League Central, had the worst division in baseball. They got some fucking no-namers. Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan. That sounds like a pitcher, dude. Yeah. Right? You, that's a tough game. We're going to do this shit. We're doing, what do you guys think of that game? Comment below. Winning player. Winning now, player. Now, what we're saying here is like, would you guys do that game? We'll just get a bunch of random country fucking singers. How about Porter Cole? It's got to be a middle reliever. How about Cole reliever? Porter? <laughs> Taking people with two first names like Ron Jeremy. And second, Tom Byron. Any porn star, James Dean. No, no, no that's right. That's the, a porn star. No, his name is Dean James. That's oh, I love sorry. when they do that. They'll yeah, take like a, a fucking iconic American actor <laughs> and they just flop the names. <laughs> okay, so this episode, what do we got on the grill tonight? What's on the fucking menu today? We got, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the trade deadline. Not very interesting, but I got some, some questions and thoughts on it. Uh, what do you guys maybe think about it? Not that you can respond. Some of the new rules in baseball and how I think uh, the one were... Going to first base, throwing over for pickoff moves, they limit it. That one bothers me the most. It couldn't be easier to steal fucking bases in today's game. We'll get into that. At one point, we're going to talk about, this is great. I love this subject. We're going to talk about our generation. I'm 47. So anyone that's from like 55 to 35 is that good, I'd say? That's that 20-year yeah, yeah. gap. There's a lot of movies we all grew up 
to uh, when before porn was in your phone or you had phones, you had to steal <laughs> fucking Betamax videos or VHS tapes from the liquor store. This was even before that. <laughs> you had to stay up late and hope you had HBO late night or Skinamax VHF fucking thing and it would be all fuzzy and you'd get like the tracking on the TV. <laughs> you could see like tits bouncing. There were certain movies though, right? Mm. That you would, so we're going to talk about the movies that like, and you and your friends would stay up late to watch them for one scene that maybe you would see five to ten seconds of a tit mm. and at that age that was everything that's what you would jerk off to so we're going to get into those movies <laughs> and then we're also going to get into uh some just later headlines i have a good question have you guys heard about this bonus holes yeah that's what we're going to be talking about if you don't have you haven't heard about it, we've all heard of glory holes brian right not me. No, oh, that's where I met my ex-wife. Good. But um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> bonus holes going viral. Yeah, bonus holes is what we're going to be talking about later. So um, first on the list here, let's talk about the Major League Baseball trade deadline is coming up soon here by uh, the 30th. I believe it's either August 1st or July uh, 30th. It's basically in another week. So you have one more week. And if you guys are familiar, a lot of teams, obviously the trade deadline are right on the brink. They don't know if they're just going to completely bottom out for the season. And there's, all right, this didn't work out as we planned. We got some big name players that we can dish off to other teams that need it for the pennant race. And we'll get something in return for next year in the future. If you're familiar with that, that's basically how it works. So a lot of teams that are borderline deciding, I don't know, should we, should we sell or buy right now? So, a lot of that's going on. One of the biggest teams that's in that position, and everyone's talking about it because they have probably the best all-around baseball player in modern day era so far mm -hmm. in Shohei Otani. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the Angels. You guys know. Fucking Angels suck. They're fucking terrible. They always been terrible. A lot of it is their owner. Artie Moreno is a piece of shit. He should have been on one of our worst owners because this guy's terrible. You know what he does is he, he'll spend money on names, not necessarily like he'll go out. Well, who's the big guy? He went to the Albert Pujols. Remember that shit deal? 10 years, 250 million. Dude, he was sweet for about three, four years there. I mean, Albert's always good, but they never built around him. They had Trout, Pujols, all these young guys, Upton, and he never went and got pitchers. Like Artie Moreno will stack the offense, not realizing that pitching and defense wins championships. Mm -hmm. If you know anything about baseball, you should fucking know that. Like the thing is with Shohei Otani is the Angels are one game over 500. They're like four games out of the wild card. So it's like they could either really bottom out and drift off and not make it, or they could really put a charge into it and possibly make the playoffs. But here's the problem they face. Do they keep Shohei Otani and try and make a playoff run? And then fall short. And here's what will happen. You think, oh, so what? Shohei Otani's a free agent next year. He's not going to resign with the Angels. No fucking no, way. He's, he's already he's made it clear he wants to fucking win. And he's leaving because that guy doesn't do shit. So everyone's like, so what? So keep him there and try and win with him. Well, you have him now. And he's worth a tremendous amount of fucking trade value. If a team really wants him now and offered the Angels, hey, we'll give you our four top prospects and two major leaguers right now that are mediocre for Shohei Otani. The Angels would be smart, in my opinion, to do that because they're going to lose him next year. He's not team, going, yeah. he's not, you're going to get nothing for him. He's just going to walk and go to another fucking team. He's not signing with you. So why not go, all right, fuck it. 
here, unload him to a team, get four new, like, really good prospects yeah. to build the team around. You still have Trout. You still have Rendon, who might be healthy. He's a joke. Fuck the Angels. But anyway, <laughs> they're just, they're awful, dude. Um, they haven't won a World Series No, they're just, they've been in, like, three playoff games in Trout's whole career. It's fucking awful. Artie yeah. Moreno sucks. But, so do you see the dilemma they face? But here's the thing. Artie Moreno is so fucking delusional, he's not going to unload Shohei. He's going to think, no, we're going to push this thing. We're going to make the playoffs. We're going to surprise everyone. No, you're not. You don't have the pitching. Yeah. You have Shohei to pitch. He's good. Who else did you sign? The Dodgers uh, dropping the bucket one-year wonder Tyler Anderson from last year. He's mediocre as shit. I don't even know how their bullpen is. I don't see the Angels doing shit. If I were the Angels or already Moreno, but he's an idiot, unload him, get a bunch of prospects. Someone's told me a plan where they were thinking, hey, unload him, get a bunch of prospects and guys back. And then they said to hire, I forgot who it was. They were talking about bring this dude in to manage the team. Mm. Super good. And he's a younger. Anyway, and they said in within four or five years, you'll win a World Series. Yeah. Like if you get back four top prospects, you still have an aging trout in these guys. You start building the club around it. Within three to five years, you're going to be super competitive. Or you just let Shohei walk and you try and gun it this year, knowing that this this is your swan song and you're going out. Can you imagine show if the Dodgers got Shohei? <laughs> oh, it's that's the rumor. That's, that's the what rumor. everybody's basically saying, oh, the Dodgers are getting him. But I don't think so. Look at this uh, Dodgers proposal. Uh the Angels would get Bobby Miller, Diego Cartea, Michael Bush, uh Nick Nestrini, Kyle Hurt. Michael Bush is pretty good and he's young. He may turn into something. Yeah. Bobby Miller's got a shitload of potential. He's the main he's one the that main you're looking at. Right there. But that's for this year. If I'm this the Dodgers, year. I don't worry about this year. They knew what they were doing in the offseason last year when they didn't make any big signings. They're trying to save their pocket money because the offseason they know Shohei is going to be available. So they're that's why they're putting all their they're putting all their eggs in one basket is what I think they're doing. I wouldn't give up Bobby Miller this year with the Baldo and Michael yeah. Bush and those pride. Diego Cartea is supposed to be the hot shit new catcher. Um, but we got Will Smith and Will Smith ain't going anywhere for at least five years. Dude. He just sucks at hitting. He just not. not Who? Austin Barnes. He's fucking hitting 90 this year. Mm. 90. He's had like a hundred at bats, dude. That's who I'm thinking about. And he has fucking <laughs> nine fucking hits or like something like that. It's fucking brutal. No, uh, Will Smith is. He made the all-star team this year. He's the first year making it. He hits bombs. Will's Will's great. Bad enough that Will Smith's slapping people. He I'm got mixed edit up all in this that. out to make myself feel yeah. smarter. No, but um, that's the deal with Shohei Otani. Um, he, it's a bad... The Angels are fucked. He's not resigning. I would unload him, get a bunch of shit back. There's other trades going around thinking like, I know the Dodgers are... If you've been paying attention to the Dodgers, they've got a shitload of injuries to their starting staff. Uh, Dustin May's gone for the year again. He's probably never going to amount to shit. Dustin May, I hate to tell you guys, is the next Darren Dreifert. If mm. you guys remember... Uh, very, very good prospect the Dodgers had, young kid coming up in the in the mid to late nineties, and he fucking uh had all the potential in the world and injury bug just kept fucking with him and he never amounted to shit. But he was when he pitched, it was like, holy shit, look at this guy. That's Dustin May. I don't mm. think I honestly don't think Dustin May is gonna really bounce back from a second. This is basically a second Tommy John. He got the same injury you get before Tommy John after the surgery. 
in the forearm, that muscle, the flexor or something, flexor tenor. He's, it's not good. I don't think he's going to, he might be a middle reliever. I don't think he might amount. Walker Bueller's coming back, which will be good, but he's not coming back for a month. Kershaw's shoulder was barking. He missed a few starts. He's supposed to be back here in another week. But they basically have Gonsolin and Urias, and Urias is having a really bad year. So it's like the Dodgers need starting pitching too. And I don't think they're going to go for Shohei right now, um, but that would definitely, you forget. I always forget, like, dude, Shohei is a great starting pitcher you're getting an era pitcher that makes all 27 to 30 starts throw at like a 3.0 3.2 which mm-hmm. is really fucking good and he's got one of the sickest sliders in the league and then he turns around oh yeah a guy hits fucking 45 to 50 home runs a year too as a designated <laughs> hitter yeah i keep forgetting that he's a pitcher too like you're gonna get a double steal you don't really need to you're you're getting a great top of the line starter and one of the best hitters in the game yeah I keep forgetting that. Sorry, Shohei. Lucas Giolito is the one. He's from uh, L.A. himself. He's looking like the Dodgers might pull the trigger with the White Sox. The White Sox got a plethora of great fucking pitchers and players, and they ain't doing shit. I think teams are just going to fucking cash in on the White Sox (laughs) and other teams, dude. Like, give us all your prospects because – we want all your starters, Dylan Cease, Lucas Giolito. That's his fucking first guy. year in the major couple, A couple, Liam Hendricks, and he's still in the bullpen. Fucking another guy, um, Tim Anderson, the shortstop. There's a really good pitcher on the fucking Tigers, too, that people are talking about. I think it's crazy that the one trade they're talking about is the, the Cubs and Astros. The Astros need, they've lost Jordan Alvarez to injury, who's the big hitter and outfielder. Got a hole in left field, and they lost a couple starters. So I saw that they might go after Marcus Stroman, who's having an outstanding year. I wish he would go to the fucking Dodgers. I'd take him. Marcus Stroman and Cody Bellinger. That's why we brought this up. Bellinger, the one that called the Astros, and especially Carlos Correa, who's no longer on the (laughs) Astros, out for cheating. They were wording back and forth between media outlets. He just shut the fuck up, and Cody was calling him out for being a fucking cheat, and he hates the Astros. Guess what, Cody? I hate to tell you, you might be headed to Houston. (laughs) That's the fucking worst news I've ever heard. I still like Bellinger and his poor ass. Looks like the Astros are trying to get him and fucking Stroman because Bellinger's having a really good year, looking like comeback player of the year. And fucking, so they need a left fielder that can play ball and fucking hit the ball hard and they get Stroman. I'll take fucking Bellinger and Stroman. I'll bring Cody back. Yeah. So that's what's happening in the trades. Um, that's like the biggest news. There's nothing really drastic, but the Shohei thing. If you guys think Shohei's going anywhere, I don't think so. I think Artie Moreno's a fucking idiot, and he's not going to pull the trigger, which he should do, but he won't. Anyway, enough trade talk. I'm actually looking every day at that because I'm a baseball fan, a Dodger fan, and I want to know what the possibilities are. Because the Dodgers, if you haven't been paying attention, really need a fucking bullpen help yeah and there's teams that are loaded with fucking guys that are great and the teams suck and i'm like what are you guys doing fucking make a move you know they always wait till the last minute but i don't know andrew friedman's made some pretty big deals i see the mets that's the other thing we forgot to talk about you know the mets are imploding everyone (laughs) picked them to fucking win this year and i was like 
bullshit. Did I say that in the you beginning? Did. We'll you have did. to go back. I said those old fucking guys. It's the names. Again, it's the fucking names. That's why they're not winning. Verlander, Scherzer. Yeah, they, they had great years last year. But if you really think about it. They're old. They're fucking old, dude. I don't give a fuck. And neither one of them are having a great year. No. Scherzer's starting to turn it around a little. Verlander's, Verlander's shit. dog shit. And fucking that's what you're relying on for the next three years. You fucking idiots. And they have that Kota Senge. Oh, the f- ghost forkballer from fucking Japan. He's pretty good, but he ain't doing that much. He's not fucking making a difference. The Mets are bullshit and they fu- they are dude i so dude they're like the classic dog shit team that every year oh here come the mets they signed francisco lindor they signed fucking max scherzer uh, they're gonna win it all justin verlander that's they literally thought that and i was like you guys are out of your fucking mind and they're looking to unload those two what fucking team is gonna take two mediocre as fuck aging dudes that are getting like owed like 30 million each a year Oh, yeah, we'll take your contract, dude. Your arm going to get sore for game six (laughs) of the postseason, Max? (laughs) Fucking pussy. Like, like, I swear he was. I don't care. You can say Max is a gunner. When we had him on the Dodgers, he was the biggest – he was 11-1 and or 7-0 and in his starts. And then the postseason, he was great. The one big game they fucking needed him for. Why they got him. Game six of the NLCS or whatever. He couldn't do it. Yeah. My arm's tired. Dead arm, <laughs> fucking idiot. And I just really, I soured on Max after that. Anyway, good. Hey, good luck, Mets. Good luck. Have fun trying to fucking unload them. You'd be lucky to get like a fucking pack of chewing gum, dude. The new rules in baseball, Brian. What are the? I don't. I, this year, okay, I they've been implementing. Okay, this. well, okay, so like the new rules they put in this year, um, like no more shift, which I'm all for. Yeah, that sucks. Shift is bush league. It's like offsides. We went over this too. I, you know how I feel about it if you paid attention. I think it's bullshit. They say, oh, there's way more hits on offense this year because the shift's gone. Bullshit. Have you seen how bad the, the averages are this year? They said this year, league averages, like every player's batting average is like historically lower than it's ever been. Wow. Oh, there's going to be more offense. I think I don't know the numbers on home runs and all that bullshit, but I know that they said that. If, if, dude, look around the league. All I know is what you guys, when I grew up, in the in the 80s the 90s hitting for average was a big thing and it still is and no one really gives a fuck anymore it's all launch angle and power numbers i love max muncie but max dude i know you have 24 home runs you're hitting 190 yeah that's fucking embarrassing that doesn't bother you like you're not like you know what maybe i better lay off and focus a little more on contact and getting on base <laughs> like you're doing fine but you know what i mean like it's kind of embarrassing like Dude, there are so many three hit, 300 hitters as a kid. Mattingly, Wade Boggs, Tony Gwynn, Kirby Puckett. Like, fucking, dude, you can go down the list of, like, all of them. They're, like, every team had at least two to three guys, it seemed like, that hit 290, 310, 320. Like, you know what I mean? Back in that era. And nowadays, you'll be lucky if you, the Dodgers have one fucking guy hitting, like, Freddie Freeman. He's an old school player, dude. I yeah, love Freddie I Freeman. Love he fucking hits for average. He fucking on base percentage. Point like to the team. He is a total team guy, dude. He doesn't miss games. He's healthy. He's fucking steals base. He's smart. Mm-hmm. Dude, that dude sitting 320, 350. Like he actually gives a fuck about it. I think Mookie does, and he just gets into it. Like Mookie's raising up. He's he was at 282. He's in the 270s, I think, now. But he if he can get around 280, 290, that's pretty solid. I mean, their numbers are fine, but you know what I mean? Like one guy. 
the Padres, I don't even think they have a 300 hitter. Like, you know, and this is Tony Gwynn's fucking alma mater, dude. Like, fuck it, you Juan, know. You mean, you mean Juan Soto isn't uh, breaking no, 300? No, Juan Soto is the oh. superstar, the fucking, yeah, the, <laughs> the big fucking 500, the guy that turned down $500 million contract two years ago. Good luck getting that one, Juan. What are you fucking, he, I'm not saying, Juan Soto does not suck, but he's not even the caliber of the money they were talking about and how great he is. Like, he's hitting 265 with like 17 home runs, which isn't, isn't terrible. He'll probably hit 30 this year. And, you know, he might get close to 100 RBIs, but the batting average, again, dude, well, he walks a lot. I didn't give a fuck. He's on a team that can't knock him in, so who gives a shit? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, you're on base percentage out of the roof. Yeah, who are the guys behind you? Manny Machado? Tatis is the only guy that could knock him in, and he bats in front of him. Yeah. Like, I would put Tatis third. He's by far the best hitter on the team. Bob Melvin's a fucking suck-ass. Like, oh, I don't know, Juan Soto. Fuck that. Put Soto second, Tatis Jr. third. Usually you have your best hitter hitting third, second or third. I get that. Freddie Freeman's the Dodgers' best hitter. He hits second. You guys get it. The lack of care on the on that batting average, like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll just launch home runs. Like, no, dude, that's fucking weak sauce. I like, mean, when I was a kid, Ted Williams was like the best uh, that was, hitter. No one, yeah, no one cared about the home runs as much as like, oh, everyone, we all knew Babe Ruth. Everyone brought up exactly it was Everyone Ted Williams. Like that, he was the last guy to hit fucking four hundred. You know what I mean? Tony Gwynn came close, like he did. And I mean, fucking, a lifetime career average of three forty four. That's pretty amazing. That's insane. Like you know, <laughs> career average of three forty four, dude. And like all those guys, like it's it's uh, fuck. It's it, it kind of bums me out. I hate it. And just I wish guys focused a little more on that shit. And like you know. Make them better. You see the ball. The more you concentrate on just fucking barreling it up and taking it the other way. And that's the other thing. And these guys, a lot of the players today cannot go opposite field. And that was the, the argument about eliminating the shift. Oh, they're major leaguers. Fucking make them go the other way. Make them go the other Yeah, I mean, you could, but it's like this. That's what I'm saying is the game has changed. Mm. It's not the same. It's launch angles, home runs. It's not just not batting average, getting on base, knocking guys in. It's uh, if we can get a walk or a fucking bad call or get a fucking gapper and then fucking have two. We have three chances to hit it over the fence. That's how it is. And it's like, <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> the other thing, uh, the pitch clocks. You know, at first we were talking about it earlier in our episodes. I thought it was kind of bullshit. Um, you know, it's going to speed. It really hasn't. Uh, it hasn't sped the games up a whole lot. It's just made it more a little. I watched like a game the other night that was nine innings. It was three hours and ten minutes. I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> this was like fucking. You know, back fucking year or two ago my whole life when pitchers, if they needed to, could take a step off the mound, rub themselves down, think about a pitch. Yeah. Now it's like go 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 go, but I it doesn't I don't think it's really affecting anybody. It did maybe at first. Max Scherzer still uses it to his advantage, where he'll wait to the last second or he'll quick pitch or like he's a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Um, like yeah, his, <laughs> his David Bowie eyes. <laughs> you see him, you know Max, but Max has two different colored yeah. eyes. Yeah, that's how hitters get confused. But anyway, um, so the pitch clock's not a big thing. I don't know what you guys think. You guys, I I, I sometimes it bugs me. And then other times I'm like, whatever. Yeah. I think it only bothers me when I'm at the house in between pitches. I want to take a bong rip or something. I'm like, fuck, I only have like 10 seconds before the next pitch. You know, especially when I want to watch the pitching and it's like Kershaw and I want to see every pitch. 
Fuck, he's through a curve. He got a strike, foul, foul ball off. He gets five extra seconds. Run out there, all packing the ball. Fucking, <laughs> he's all Kershaw into the stretch. I'm like, running back in to look at it. You know, I'm pretty intense. You guys are like, who gives a fuck every pitch? I, think I we, do. I think we all know you're intense. Yeah, right. I know. I don't hide it very well. I'm fucking spaz over here. This is the one that fucking pisses me off. The the rule. What do you, this one to me is bullshit. I don't think teams are taking advantage of. They have this new engagement rule with pickoff oh, moves yeah. for pitchers, and it's awful. Back, you know, a year ago, even through all the baseball, you could throw over to first base as many times you wanted, and believe it or not, it fucking helped. It lets the fast runners know, like, I'm keeping a fucking eye on you every pitch, dude. I know you're there. I know you're gonna try and steal, so I'm gonna try and nail you a couple times, and then I'm just keep throwing it over just to tire you out a little bit. You know what I mean? It's like that'd be like if in boxing, this is what exactly it is: not being able to throw over to first base when there's a fast runner more than twice. Mm. Let me explain this. The new rule is before you could disengage the mound and throw over there as many times as you wanted, and people start booing, so they get bored, they all that shit. Now the rule this year is you can only go over to that base twice. That's it. If you go over a third time, you have to pick them off. You have to get them out on that third time for attempting to. Mm-hmm. And if you fail, he automatically gets second base. That's so stupid. How easy is it for fast runners? And that's why I'm saying, like, they're all going, Ronald Cunha Jr. this year is going to be the first 40-40 guy in a long time. I'm like, dude, he's always been able to steal bases, but it's like, it's easier than ever now for anybody to steal bases. You get two moves over there and you're back safe, which isn't hard to draw. If you get a little lead, you know how to fucking do it any of those fast runners know how to do that then you're pretty much free you're like well he's already used his two fucking chances i can get a little lead and if he even tries which most pitchers are smart enough to know like i'm not gonna get him so i'm not going over there they can get a bigger secondary lead and a bigger lead secondary lead it's stolen bases are a piece of cake dude they should be easier for anybody now more teams, it seems like, are starting to figure it out and are doing it. But to me, it's like, that's the dumbest fucking rule. That's like eliminating body blows in boxing. That's exactly why the pitchers go over there time and time again. You go over a couple hard times, and he's got to dive back on his fucking hands and knees two, three times, four times. You wear him out. And exactly. it's And then you start throwing over again, maybe three other times, letting him know, like, I'm, I'm on top of you. You're not going anywhere. Fuck you. Now they can't do that. And exactly, it's like body blows in boxing. It fucking tires them out having to get a lead, jump back. It's like doing body slams. If you play Pop Warner football, any level of football, running 100 yards every time the whistle blows, boom, slam down your belly, get up, go. You do that enough, you're going to get fucking tired. And that's exactly the pitcher's way of tiring those guys out. They can't do it anymore because it's wasting time. Rob Manfred doesn't want it. (laughs) It's too much time. We're we're pushing fans away. Dumb fucking idiot. Well, they're trying to change change the, the lack of action on the base pass it's been a concern of mlb's in a recent in- the attempts. lack of action so exactly they're encouraging more stolen bases yet i don't feel like teams are doing it but at the same time they're trying to yeah you're you're not yeah i mean but still it's like that's stupid that's part of the fucking game you're like i mean and it's a necessary part you're this trying like little league dude it's cat and mouse is a fun thing to watch if you have any idea oh, trying yeah. to pick a runner off oh yeah it gets entertaining and when a pitcher has a really deadly move like clayton kershaw had a deadly move because yeah. he's left-handed and he does that double kick you've seen his windup. Yeah. so every time his leg does two kickouts so the first drop Can doesn't count the second one if he's 
kicking towards first base, it almost looks identical to when he kicks out to go home, yep. but his body is leaning towards the first base. He always managers always freak out. Balk, balk, and yeah. the and the fucking ups go, no. He's leaning right at you. It's like his leg is deceiving you on that line. Like he used to pick dudes eye. He still does. But those ones are fun. When yeah. you get a good base runner, that base stealer that's like on it and they're going back and forth. He almost nails him a couple times. That's a fun part of the game. And then he takes off. Everyone's like, get it's like a watching a horse race. Everyone's like, go, go, go. And like, you know, it's like a big thing. It's a it's fucking exciting, yeah. dude. When you can't go over there anymore and the guy's halfway to second with his lead, he can fucking walk in there, dude. It's fucking stupid. Oh, Ronald Acuna is going to steal 60 bases here and hit 45 home runs. Like, first time in May. It's like, well, yeah, dude. I mean, you took away the advantage to the pitchers. He should steal 100. Here, I'll fuck all these new base stealers are pussies. When I grew up, I'm going to say one name, two names to every single one of you major leaguers now. And uh, Major League fans that go, what are you talking about? Base stealing is still great. Go look up Vince Coleman and Rick and fucking Ricky Henderson. Vince Coleman. Ricky Henderson, we all know about. Vince Coleman on the St. Louis Cardinals stole a hundred and fucking four bases. He was rated ninety nine in uh, RBI Baseball ninety four. Yeah. <laughs> no, but really, Vince fucking Vince Coleman. Coleman. Yeah, yeah. He stole like a hundred bases a year, almost, dude. Ricky Henderson was the only other guy I can think of that was consistently ganking bags like that. Like, yeah. do you know what kind of chaos that puts on an opposing pitcher and team? Oh, dude. It's a fucking guaranteed double. If he gets a walk or a base hit, it's a double or triple you're not gonna throw him out mm -hmm. it's fuck speed is crazy what are you doing rbi baseball <laughs> this one was great i fucking love this one dude fuck yeah dude oh dude i played this for hours dude yeah and it was great maybe that was tim range and he fun got thrown out at second and he had to go get his eight ball so he sprinted twice as fast to the dugout oh that was a trick on how to throw out vince coleman no. Because he always steals. Yeah, okay. So you have to bounce it four yeah. times? <laughs> that makes sense. Totally logistic. That base stealing shit sucks. What's going on with Lenny? Is it time? Do we have anything? <laughs> I think we're going to go back in time. But Are we we're going go back with... in time? All right, let's check in. Let's go to Lenny and the Mets. What do you say? Lenny and the Mets. Lenny and the Mets. Last week, when we checked in with Lenny, if you guys remember, Lenny was digging through the dumpster behind Jersey Mike's to find his teeth that he accidentally wrapped up in his uh, napkin and, and threw in the trash. That was last week? Two weeks ago. Fuck if I know. I don't have any time. <laughs> I'm kind of like, I'm just floating along. I'm yeah. just existing. Anyway, last episode, um, we talked about Lenny digging through the trash finest teeth. Well, there's a backstory to that. It's not just Lenny being like tweaker shit. There's, there's a reason. And we found out uh, after looking into it that Lenny spent nine hours tearing that dumpster up to find those fucking teeth for a very good reason okay so if that's me or you it's like i'd put an effort but i'd be like after about two hours <laughs> i think uh, i would be like okay this is fucking not gonna work out i think he had his friend though his, his wrestling big friend. john big john big yeah. john was helping him but anyway lenny spent nine hours and then he spent a couple hours you know or what did it say an hour one of those hours was cleaning up all the shit mess he made tearing all the bags apart looking for his fucking dentures which seems fucking insane however upon further review <laughs> we found out that there's reason 
reason for this. When Lenny was really down and out, after it was right after his Uber arrest. He threatened an Uber driver. He said he was going to kill him. There was cocaine involved and some other shit. Uh, and Lenny was, this was like, after all the shit he'd done, believe it or not, he was at a real low point. Had nothing going on, and he went into a uh, a pawn shop to. Um, I think he was looking for a job. Yeah, he wasn't even trying to pawn anything. I don't even think he had any left. Yeah, and he needed some help. So he went into the pawn shop. He started talking to the owner of the pawn shop. The guy remembered him. He was like a big baseball fan. He's like, "Oh fuck, Lenny Dykstra, man!" Like, could see that Lenny's condition. He was down and out. He was humbled. He was fucking. He needed help. You know, he's reaching out for help. So this pawn store owner in New Jersey, Dan Reeses. Dan Reeses said, you know what? I, I don't even know you, and I've helped out people that I didn't like, and I like you, so I'll put you to work. So he gave Lenny a job to help him out, right? The dude got so stoked on, it wasn't Lenny's ability to uh, sell shit. It was his interactions with the customers. It was his bright personality. It was his colorful personality. <laughs> it was exactly the fucking whole reason we have this segment. Exactly called Lenny and the Mets because Lenny is fucking great. He's just... But anyway, the dude said Lenny was so good with all his customers. Like, he was such a fucking character and he was so good and funny and people loved him. He was charming. This dude got this fucking harebrained scheme. He's like, I got a YouTube channel and he wanted to start a YouTube channel with Lenny Dykstra. So uh, it's not there anymore, but... It's not... Yeah, it's not there anymore, unfortunately. And what? And the name of it was going to be called... What pa was it? Pawning Nails. Pawning Nails. <laughs> Couldn't think of a That's better a great, show. It's a great name. It's a fucking fantastic name. So Pawning Nails was this guy's YouTube pawn shop show he wanted to start with Lenny, because Lenny was such a fucking character and funny and busting balls. Everyone liked him. I could see it. I would have fucking tuned in for sure, dude. That would have been comedy. Um, but the one problem was... He he just didn't have any teeth. That was it. So the, here's the problem is Lenny had no teeth. And why did he have no teeth? This gets even better. Lenny lost his teeth and got him damaged. He said, and this is from Lenny's, the horse's mouth, that he um, lost all his teeth from the guards in L.A. County Jail. Fucking smashed him in with a billy club, punched him, so basically brutal. knocked out half of his teeth, damaged the other one so bad he had to have him removed. So basically, yeah, he lost his teeth in prison or basically in county jail awaiting a prison sentence from the... Uh, L.A. County Sheriff's Department, which makes sense. They're one of the most corrupt piece of shit fucking police organizations in the country. We all know that. Go read up on them. Google it. I'm not going to get into it. But anyway, <laughs> it makes sense. Lenny got his fucking teeth smacked out with billy clubs by these guys, so he had no teeth. He's all fucked up. This guy said, we can't do the show without you having teeth, Lenny. So you know what I'm going to do? You find a, a oral surgeon, dentist that can fix your mouth, give you teeth implants, right? So he did, and he went to this guy, Dr. George in like, uh, what is it, South Dakota? Sioux Falls. Sioux uh, Falls, South, South Dakota. Yeah. This guy is like a renowned oral surgeon. He's worked on the at pro athletes' uh, teeth and, and reconstructed mouths for other Major League Baseball players. I imagine from getting hit by balls, chewing on tobacco their whole life and wearing out their gum line and all this shit. <laughs> uh, other doctors had told Lenny that like he didn't have enough bone in his face to like get implants to take the post to get drilled into his mouth. So he went to this guy. guy said, no problem. However, this guy guy this is where we're unclear but the his the owner of the pawn shop paid and flew lenny out there four different times paid for everything the doctor supposedly did the work for free or whether anyway it was about the whole grand total lenny's guessing 10 different posts in top and bottom to put uh, implant dentures in
in his mouth. $80,000. That's the value of those fucking teeth. 80 grand, almost a hundred grand set of chompers. And that's why Lenny spent nine fucking hours diving through that dumpster with Big John to find his mouth, which makes sense, right? You think, what the fuck, dude? Go to the dentist and get some other ones. It's going to be expensive, but 80 grand, four plane trips. Some dude did all this work for him. I get it now. Cheers, Lenny. Good job, buddy. You know what I mean? Seriously, that's talk about not giving up, dude. He knew they were in there. He's oh, like, yeah. we're going to fucking find these. It's your appeal. It's your face. It's it's more than just the, your teeth. It's it's everything. It's your character. Like, you know, you can't just go around without fucking teeth and have anybody take you serious. That's one factor. The other factor was Lenny's thinking, man, that's like 100 Gs in there, man. Fucking, yeah. we're going to pull that out. I didn't wrap Oil Can Boyd around the foul pole in the 86 series <laughs> for nothing. Winning player winning player over here i'm gonna get my fucking teeth back so that's the story with lenny dude you guys believe that shit he fucking those things are worth almost a hundred grand between airplane flights to south dakota for whatever reason i guess there's no good oral surgeons in the state of new jersey <laughs> but it was valued at close to 80 grand which is true yeah, i had some there. implants and they were like twenty five thousand for like not much you know yeah. and um but now jersey mike's owes him uh subs for life well that's the best part right what, what yeah what's the <laughs> article say what did lenny say this is classic lenny's oh. a, lenny's great hey jersey mark if you're out there man you owe me bro <laughs> you owe me bro i should get the free subs for life i wonder if the owners are pissed that i said the bread was hard i didn't mean it that way <laughs> <laughs> i didn't mean it that way that's like, people great. don't know Jersey Mike's. I know. Oh, I've never heard of this place. I was going to check it out, but Lenny Dykstra had a fucking rough go. But hey, <laughs> don't we have a clip? Lenny tweeted when he actually was getting his teeth in in South Dakota, right? Yeah, this is after, Listen to after him. This the is, surgery. This is why I love Lenny. This is after surgery. I don't know if this is the drugs or just Lenny. I'm going to say it's just Lenny. Maybe he had a couple Lenny. shots. Listen to this. Yeah, Lenny Dykstra nails back at you. Uh, got a little bit excited there. Had to get some uh, nod myself. But let, let's get back on point. From the uh, Nails News Network. Obviously, hey, listen, drawn. listen, South Dakota, man, South Dakota. Okay, just one South Dakota, Trump. Those are my boys there. Big shout out to Dr. Lou George. Look at teeth. He gave them teeth to me, okay? I mean, South Dakota, I mean, listen, granted, you wake up, you're still in South Dakota, but <laughs> nice. I mean, because, I mean, it's nice, and it's talk about it's Republican all the way, man. <laughs> and you know what? No, no problems in South Dakota. Clean air, okay. Anyways, <laughs> looks like air, the cream okay. is rising to the top, as I said. But don't want to get ahead of the game. Remember, we've got nine game here. Okay, we're in about the six. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> but so South Dakota, baseball. big shout out, Doctor Lou George. Look at those fucking fangs, man. <laughs> huh? Look at those yeah. fucking fangs. Look at those fucking fangs. I love it. Oh, Lenny's great. But yeah, dude, shout out to Dr. George. I like how, I love all the just just the non sequiturs that Lenny drops into his sentences is all fucking everyone up Trump, all my boys are up here. Yeah. Republican man, fully Republican man. Clean air. Clean air. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> fucking he says like you're doing a drug deal with him. Okay, take this bag, check it out. Put it in your pocket. You don't know me, all right? All right. Winning player. Just turn around, walk with walk away, walk man. Away. These are my boys. All right. Check it out. It's like you're doing a drug deal behind Circle K with Lenny anytime he's telling you a story. That's the grease of the fucking story. That's the filling of the pie, if you had no idea. We didn't know. So the fuck is he out of his fucking mind? And then I'm like, there is some method to his madness. Like yeah. it's not all for nothing. 
you know. So anyway, that's our that's our check in with Lenny this week. We'll have to check in next time. See what else he's up to. If you just dig into the Lenny Dykstra bag, you're gonna pull out some gold. He's the gift that keeps on giving. Yes, he really is. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. All right, you guys. I think it's time for this episode's uh, in the dirt segment, and this time. We're going to be talking about a subject that I think a lot of our generation, I would say from what, Brian, maybe age 35 to 55 right now, maybe yeah. even up to age 60. About that, yeah. This was before porn was in your pocket. You know, this was before you had phones that contained 40,000 porno movies at your disposal. This was before fucking cell phones. This was in the- Tangible media. Yes. This was in the late 70s, early 80s, where you barely had Betamax or VHS cassette tapes. What you had to do, you got what you could. You would watch risque movies, right, Brian, when we're age? Like, risque movies when you're a teen teenager would show boobs right it wasn't violence or cussing cussing and jokes were always good but it was more about cussing and sex because that's what was very cool and still is cool when you become an adolescent right like right when you hit puberty you're anywhere from age like 11 to fucking 15 and that clusterfuck area time of your life when you throw away all your transformers (laughs) yeah you throw away your transformers and you start checking out sports illustrated swimsuit issues (laughs) and you're fucking staying up exceptionally late Lamborghini Countach's on the wall. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're spending an unusual amount of time in your friend's dad's garage staring at the uh, poster of Lonnie Anderson fucking holding or fucking in a bikini holding a fucking bush Lonnie light. Anderson. Lonnie Anderson or Morgan Fairchild holding like a bush light beer in a bikini on like a fucking in a snowsuit. What's wrong with Lonnie Anderson? As kids, who was the other one, dude? I remember my friend's dad was like a locksmith, big old fat dude, lived down on the beach. We'd be in his garage and we were about that age and sex was all new and cool and he had a bikini picture on the wall of Daisy Duke from the Dukes of Hazzard oh my god dude I used to get the biggest boner I had the (laughs) biggest fucking puberty boner like 13 year old rock hard boner that stuck straight up in the air like if you pissed you piss in your face dude like one of those like fucking puberty boners looking at that Daisy Duke shit and then we'd watch the show and be like there she is and you'd just hope there would be a scene there hey we're all going to the lake today pa uncle Jesse's going to take us fishing. You'd be like, she's going to be in a bikini. Like that's the fucking, you'd be waiting for those episodes. Wonder Woman. That was another cheap thrill. Oh, you'd Linda Carter was great. Linda yeah. Carter. would be like, man, I would fucking, what I would do to her at 12 years old. Like, you know, I fucking, <laughs> me being 12, you sickos, not her. <laughs> fucking like when I was 12, looking at this grown woman going, oh, fuck. And then, um, but there was always movies, right? I remember like a, a little older generation was all about porkies. Mm. They always talk about porkies. They show titties and porkies. Animal House, I remember. Do you remember an Animal House? That was one. Anyway, we're talking about movies that you would maybe saw from an older brother, an old, a friend of yours, older brother. Maybe you had older brothers and you and you got to see, you know, classic movies that time that showed boobs. Like, you know, we're going to name off some of these and get it on the movies that you jerked off to basically at that age. <laughs> you you fucked couch cushions to these movies when you hit puberty. Uh, if you If you grew up in that generation in the early 80s the 90s even you know you're now you're somewhere between age 35 and 55 you mm-hmm. will totally know what i'm talking about that's what in the dirt's going to be about let's get into all the movies and the shows and the posters and the magazines in the early 80s before phones and widestream multimedia porn let's go to in the dirt in the dirt 
man, that scene right there with Phoebe Cates, right then we we cut it because you know you can't find that on YouTube. I'm not going to show that. I, I, I would, but I love tits like any guy. But as a fucking 12, 11, 12, 13 year old, that that scene right there, like a lot of them, Fast Times at Ridgemont High when Phoebe Cates, Judd Reinhold gets home from work and he sees him and he's like, hey, and they're all used, yeah, they're all using the pool as younger sister and her friends. He goes in there and he's like, opens the bathroom window and he fucking beats off to his sister's friend, which if you had sisters growing up roughly your age, you can appreciate that. It's a fucking easy one. That's great. That's what he's doing. That's why everyone loved it in America. Everyone relates to that fucking scene because we've all been there. Yeah, all we've animals. all done that shit when we had the, those summer days when you're 12 or 13 and shit's going down. You used to get off on the simplest shit at that period of life. I wish it was like that still. <laughs> I wish I still got hard watching fucking girls in bikinis. Pandora's box is open, my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's fucking. But that scene from Fast Times, Phoebe Cates, when she's, hi, Brad, you know how cute I thought you are. And breaks out her tits and they're bouncing and she he's like in a fucking suit in his fantasy. Uh-huh. He's like in a briefcase and they start making out on the pool deck and the cars, that fucking song by the cars, cars yep. to this day, when I'm driving, I hear that song yeah, anywhere. You always think about this. That's scene. the scene I think of. I think of Phoebe Cates and her tits. I just think Not about even. sex in the golden days, <laughs> like when you're just discovering it, right? The smell of lotion is everywhere and you're fucking, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> oil it's all new to you dude <laughs> you're fucking got vcr tapes popping them in but let's oh, yeah. get into it so fast times was great yeah that was the cheapest thrill you could get was watching fast times you got to see phoebe kate's tits jennifer jason lee's boobs were shown twice in that movie mm. mike damone fucks her on the couch in the pool cabana and the best scene and we, we have another great song brian cue this one up she's probably There's the scene with Jennifer Jason Lee in the pool cabana with Mike Damone and then Ron Johnson in the dugout, the Pacific st- Pacific stereo salesman. Here he comes in, he comes into the restaurant tour and he's like, So, you working hard or hardly working? <laughs> How old are you? 19. Hey, are you really 19? She's like in the dugout about to make out. And he's, she's like, Yeah, yeah, I'm really 19. <laughs> but yeah, there was that scene. So you saw Jennifer Jason Lee's hits twice mm. uh you know you see mike damone porking her and it shows the fucking funny scene you guys remember that it just shows his pink argyle socks like the bottom of his <laughs> legs and her legs all shaken he's like, oh he's like, i think i came i think i came that fuck says how do you think you came you fucking know or you don't i don't care if you're a guy or a girl how do you not know oh it was some very good orgasm really what's it is in woody allen movie some fucking ladies she's like mike my analyst says i've been having the wrong kind of orgasms and he's all wow really wrong kind of orgasms jeez even my worst ones are still you know right on the money <laughs> so there was that right how many of you jerked off to fast times that was me and like my all my friends my brothers not that we checked in hey did you beat off today to fast times and it was like yep all right great we just all did because we all talked about it the other movie remember risk 
Kaczynski business because it had Rebecca De Mornay and it showed her tits in it. And everyone was like, dude, Tom Cruise fucks her on the couch or something. And like, I never got that one seemed real risky as a kid, but I never really saw it. Mm. So it's kind of like, I just remember him sliding across the fucking hardwood floors and socks and like a dress shirt. And I was like, that's gay as fuck. I was like, who cares, dude? Like fucking lame with a dun, 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 dun. Just take them out. Like, that's so gay. Porky's was that another one? Yep. A lot of people brought up Porky's. I'm not too familiar with Porky's. I remember an Animal House. Do you remember the scene where like they, they get stuck? The girl's like riding her boyfriend at the fucking party and they like get stuck together and they can't come apart and they have to go to the hospital. I remember oh, there's yeah. a doctor like behind her and he's got like, he's, he looks like one of those fake doctors. He has like the fake nose with the mustache and glasses <laughs> and a cigar hanging out of his mouth. It looks, he looks like Harpo Marx and he's like pulling, trying to pull the girl off the guy. He's like squeezing her tits. He's like, <laughs> like cigar hanging out of his mouth. Like they won't come apart. I remember like as a <laughs> kid. So funny. Yeah. I remember as a kid thinking like, wow, people get stuck together fucking like, you know, like I didn't know. I was like, that really happens. Like that's what, you know, that anything sexual and you can jerk off to three seconds of tits or like a scene colors, the gang oh, movie. Yeah, You're yeah. like, what do you mean? How did you jerk off the colors? <laughs> My friends, if they're watching this, are going to fucking lose it because they knew I would rent that movie in a period of my life like I would go to the warehouse Friday night and I'd get other movies scary movies and, and I'd always oh let's get colors because I actually liked the movie but there was a bonus scene where if you guys remember the movie colors the gang movie about LA gangs in the fucking 80s mm-hmm. and they do a bust right where they're gonna bust uh, this guy they're trying to get rocket who's played by Don Cheadle for a drive-by he's trying to bust and a nut they're going they're going to his house to where his girlfriend lives who's played her her name in the movie is sharon robbins Mm -hmm. that's what the name was and i remember sean penn in the movies like in the interrogation room and he's asking these little gang members all come on come on lewis you know that girl's name sexy little bitch that's what sean penn says in the movies time out this girl so sharon robbins that's it. That's Rocket's lady. Rocket is Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going to find him. So they go to break into her house, right? This classic scene. They have the LA SWAT team and all them. They're sitting outside this house in like fucking silver or in uh probably looks like Elysian Park or like Echo Park or Boyle Heights. You know, the Dodger Stadium area. It's up on the hillside kind of <laughs> yeah. in, in the ravine. Great neighborhood. Old, old fucking uh, old craftsman style wood house. Anyway, they're all outside. There's roosters crowing and you can just hear some chick getting the shit fucked out of her <laughs> like outside the house just oh oh bed sprays you can hear this shit and the whole SWAT team's out there with guns ready let's break in all right and they kick the door in and they break into the back into the, this one room and they break in there and they show the scene as they kick the door into the bedroom the and it gets this, louder but... and louder and it's the dude there it is look at that titty right there in the fucking scene as a kid it's maybe three seconds it's gonna be really pixelated for YouTube but you know yeah no it's really good for you too but it's the guy right there fucking the shit out of this chick and it's like three seconds of black porn and when you're a white kid from the suburbs and you see a hot black chick get fucked for the first time you're 12 years old that was fucking like platinum you were just like oh my god dude like this is the gold nobody knows this scene's in here but that fucking that scene right there I jerked off to that scene so many times as a kid because it was the only time I think I ever in my life was going to see black tits and from a hot like that's what you're into. 
you grew up, you're never around black chicks, you see in movies and you're like, God, they're really fucking hot. Unless you're a racist and you didn't like that shit. <laughs> 1988, this came out. Yeah, Always. 88, yeah. dude. That was when I was living up. The Dodgers won the World Series with Kirk yeah. Gibson that year. I was like 12, beating off all the time. This was great. Fucking all before listening, King. <laughs> I was listening to NWA, so this makes sense. I was totally like, I, and she was supposed to be like a crip chick, like a gang member, so it was even more sexier. Yeah. You're like, oh, fuck, dude, she's a hot gang member chick, and it shows her getting fucked. Well, those bad that bitches. was the coolest shit for fucking puberty. Like, you're just jerking off, and that's what you wanted to see. That scene, my friends will fucking die if they see this clip because this is what. So I would rent colors for that scene alone. You and went to Blockbuster it. and rented it for that scene. Block, uh, block, but no, it was Warehouse oh, before yeah, Blockbuster. Right, right. Blockbuster was on the verge of breaking out in Ventura, but it was still the Warehouse. Tales from the Crypt. I would rent like Tales from the Crypt, like a scary movie there or. Uh, creep show or something like that and then colors and colors was like my porno <laughs> that's my 12 year old porno because i had tits in it oh that was the other one but i love this movie too remember 16 candles oh yeah, yeah yeah oh dude the best scene when they're talking about jake ryan's girlfriend he's talking about why are you checking out um sam you know who's played by molly ringwald you know she's she's a little girl now you got carolyn now she's a woman and then it's all bow and it smash cuts to the next scene and it's jake ryan's girlfriend standing naked in the shower and the other chicks are checking her out so it's a full side shot of her naked with her tits and again when you're like 12 13 you know think about it i'm jerking off to sears catalogs lingerie sections that's why you had <laughs> sports illustrated catalogs which you felt guilty about gee why is this in your room like oh i was just looking at the new bikinis for summer like no dude you know what you were doing that's as good as it got so when you got a movie clip and you're like oh my god this guy dude rewind that shit we're renting this again i don't even care about the fucking plot there's a four second scene with bouncing tits that was it that was everything this was before porn my friend byron uh rest in peace he had a porno called taboo and it had john holmes in it dude that guy had a monster dong dude like fucking and it was funny that was when they still tried to act and they were they narrated it and they they actually had plots and shit and like you know and they had big, big old panty bushes and mom tits it was fabulous dude Ron Jeremy was still skinny with an afro and a fucking... So when he was skinny, his dick looked even bigger. It says he got fatter and he just had this big slug he had to pinch the base of to keep it hard. Yeah, this was before that. But before that, anyway, yeah. that was the era of sex. You know, like I said, uh, posters on your friend's dad's garage wall of fucking Daisy Duke, Sears lingerie catalog, Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, uh, USA up all night with Rhonda. She was a blonde bimbo with big boobs and she wore like a fucking leather fucking bikini top and she just narrated uh and they would show like beach bikini bingo fucking it was like a b-rated movie with a bunch of chicks running around with doofuses wearing bikinis in florida and shit like that that's what we jerked off to um you know cinemax right if you were lucky to get hey we got cinemax late night cinemax showed softcore porn <laughs> me and my friend would stay up late and watch like young lady chatterly <laughs> Dude, I swear that was one of the titles. What is this? And it was really corny, like artsy porn, but Ron Jeremy was in it. Like I said, they were 
still actors. They didn't just show up and drop their drawers and get ahead. Like they had to like, oh, the gardener's here. And then he would be in the upstairs before the wedding fucking the bride. And like, <laughs> you know, it was always he's washing the windows the day before the wedding and he ends up fucking the mother-in-law. Like that was <laughs> that was like the full plots of these things. But we didn't have those. Like I saw that once and it was like gold. Who, who's got the porno tape? We would pass it around, right? We would pass around fucking porn like it was uh, drugs. Like I remember having a porno cassette tape and you had to like hide it in the upper tank of the toilet in like a plastic <laughs> Ziploc bag like it was a kilo of Coke, right? <laughs> you could not a have that thing. It wouldn't, under the bed mattress was too obvious, you know? Right, they yeah. were going to find that shit, under the right? Bed, right yeah. Sorry, bad enough towels and socks were showing up crusty and shit <laughs> and like, you know, you're beating off in tube socks and you forget you're leaving Playboys out and fucking... Is that why they were so long? Where the fuck's my cooking oil? And say, say, why is it in Jake's room? You know, fucking, you know, that kind of shit. That was all, everyone went through that. This was the quintessential starter pack for jerking off as right. a teenager in the 80s. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. So that's what, I just want to know if any of you guys had any good memories. This, I hope this stirred some up and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go rent Porky's and beat off for nostalgia reasons, <laughs> right? You're going to even get the smell Let us know of in the comments it. below. You're going to use fucking cooking oil or baby oil that you stole from your fucking mom's bathroom <laughs> cabinet or something. You're going to go to the store and buy that. You're going to go rent Porky's tonight and you're going to rub one out so you can get the essence and the smell. You're going to time travel back 1985, 86 when you're fucking just discovering your dick and yeah, you you're going to DeLorean for that. Yeah, you don't need a DeLorean for that. You need a bottle of like fucking Wesson fucking cooking oil, a VHS cassette, <laughs> a, VC a VCR, some coconut oil. Sex was so cool then. It's still really awesome, but it's, you know, you realize like, oh man, it's a lot of work. It doesn't always work out how you thought. Well, you got to get to that bonus hole somehow, you know? Yeah. The bonus hole, right? Yeah. Because at the time, you know, you're, 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 you're squeezing up pieces of bologna and eating them out and fucking licking <laughs> banana and fucking jerking off with different things, trying to get that feel. And you don't even know what it's like. So when you actually get to the real thing, it's kind of disappointing almost. I had to use a rubber and I didn't feel anything. And I'm like, my dick was soft. And she was like, we were both kind of nervous. It was like, dude, this ain't like the porns I used to watch. Right. Those guys would come in bareback and then just free ball and bone and chicks for an hour pounding them. And you're like, this is going to be cool. And it sucked. You're like, fuck, I don't know if I want to do this again. <laughs> The guy can imagine the girl's experience. She's like, well, that fucking sucked, you know? And he came and got scared, you know? It's <laughs> fucking, scared. yeah, you know, teenage sex is bullshit. He runs out of the room crying. It's great once you break into it and then you're a little experienced. Then it's fun as hell. But anyway. It's like driving a car, you know? But anyway, back to the bonus hole thing. You guys hip to this? You guys been hearing this shit? You heard this, Brian? Okay, so there it is. Why bonus hole is going viral on Twitter and what the term means. What the term means, bonus hole, if you guys are unfamiliar, is it's an alternative term. It's for a trans pussy. That's what it is. Excuse the term. That's exactly what it is. It's a trans vagina. So basically, not a traditional vagina that, you know, women are born with. Um, they it's modified. It's <laughs> so a when modified. you have your dick cut off and they make lips and uh, fallopian thing. It, anyway. It's like a hot rod from the 1960s. That you right, dude. So they, when you have your dick cut off and they make a hole that other people can put their penis in, you're, you're a trans person. And that's what happens. They refer to that as a bonus hole. Surgeons and doctors were being told by, I don't know who the fuck who, 
the PC world, is that it? I don't know. Hurting feelings. You can't refer to a, vagi- a vagina as a vagina anymore PC because police. it's insensitive to trans people. So you have to refer to it as a bonus hole. Get the fuck out of here, dude. A okay. bonus hole sounds so degrading. It sounds That terrible. sounds like glory hole. It's- like, oh, let me see your bonus hole. If I'm a woman, I'm like, fuck you. I have a vagina. Well, the, bon- you know? the bonus hole was like, uh, you know, in, in miniature golf. That was the thing where you put your ball away so you can leave and the get bonus back to club. hole yeah, yeah was hole 19 yeah. hole 19 the bonus hole that's exactly what that's it all is i remember it's it's a hole that's really not supposed to be there but it's accepted you know whatever have some fun with it that's exactly what it is front hole yeah that's the uh the new i just think I, I think know. i think the 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 bullshit about it being overblown and and physicians being told to say that i think that's the extremist on the other side of it trying to make a deal out of nothing mm. i think someone's saw that it was called a bonus hole and they're like what it's not a fucking bonus hole god damn these trans people you know getting all mad at them again for nothing yeah. it's like i don't think they had anything to do with it and i don't know any trans people personally right. like that i'm that close with that i'm gonna be like hey tell me by the way what do you prefer that you know the area this where your cock got cut yeah. off and you have a hole that you let other dudes fuck you in now oh, what do you well, that's what it is <laughs> whatever it's fun for them i don't give a fuck do what you want like a mouth to mouth right but <laughs> It's a fucking. It is though, dude. I think about guys that get real like sensitive about gay stuff and trans, but they don't mind fucking a girl. On oh, the I'm ass. sure Lenny has done that. Like, the, oh, Lenny's probably fucked a girl in the ass, and he's super anti-trans and gay. That's fucking gross. Listen, guys, an ass is an ass, whether it's covered in hair and pimples or it's smooth and shaven. A butthole is a butthole. It's not like a woman's butthole. Well, it's different. It it does this and that. No, it isn't. Shit comes out of there. Whoa. Both both men and women. That's all it's for. Yeah. Exiting fucking shit and sucking cock to your girlfriend, your mom. They've all had dicks in their mouth. <laughs> Jesus. And you fucking kissed them both. So get over your fucking fear. If you're if you're worried about any kind of gay shit, your girlfriend has sucked another guy's dick and you make out with her. So oh, how's that? Oh. Put that in your mouth and suck it. That's what I'm saying. Like right? Fucking you guys gonna all worked up okay you're getting me off topic i'm going down i'm going down a glory hole i'm going down i'm sorry i got lost we went down a bonus hole right there and fucking um but that's ridiculous regardless we're not calling it a bonus hole like if i did say hey babe let me plow your bonus hole tonight i get slapped in the face dude right but trans people that's what they prefer i doubt that either Ooh, baby, you like both? Like some dude's gonna be like, yeah, I don't mind. And so why don't you come fuck my bonus hole? <laughs> like that's not like come the fuck on. This is total media bullshit. This mm-hmm. is this is TikTok, fucking Instagram, Facebook. Let's make a storm out of nothing. Like I don't think any physicians have been told to start calling it that because they're gonna offend trans people. And trans people, if you really get offended by, well, don't call it that. It's a bonus hole. You know, you can't call it a vagina. That, sorry, that's just the way the cookie. Cr- crumbles tough shit you don't get it yeah i'd like to be a millionaire but it's not going to happen there's certain things in life you just can't have and just live with it you don't have a vagina and don't get mad because you don't have one. Oh, you can't call it that it offends me well tough shit you got a bonus hole they got a vagina it's that simple <laughs> to be clear uh to wrap this up since apparently no one has, this has to be spelled out no one literally no one is saying that the word bonus hole is mandatory for anyone to use <laughs> be they cis trans or non-binary it's just a, sim- a simple suggestion presented for trans men and non-binary people exactly my point 
This shit comes out. People post it and go, did you see this shit? I knew it was bullshit, but it was fun to rant on. Oh, right? yeah, it was great. Was it? I had a good I had a I great hope time. I didn't offend anybody. I'm just kidding. Why would I offend anyone? Fuck you. I didn't say anything. Yeah, fuck off. I'm drinking Carl's Jr. coffee. You know why? Well, you're winning player. Winning player? Yeah, I'm going to drink Star- Starbucks coffee. Yeah, I will I'm say. Yo, you're doing Starbucks? Mm-hmm. Okay, Mr. Amazon Prime. <laughs> fucking, I love that one, too. Everyone that's all organic, they shop, and they, they're all anti-establishment, and they all shop at fucking a place owned by fucking Jeff Bezos now. <laughs> You want to get organic food? Grow your fucking own. How's that? If you can afford to shop at Whole Foods, that tells me you have enough money to plant a garden. Yeah. Well, I live in a great apartment. We have no good. We'll go to a community garden. Everyone's going to get so tired of technology. I think we're going to like, there's going to be a severe, hardcore subsect of the population that are just going to be farmers. I would do that, but that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Farming's a lot of work. Well, maybe the These people that sit and just get food and they don't realize, like, dude, think about yard work times a billion. Yeah. You don't like doing yard work? Be a farmer. You're going to fucking hate it. Being a farmer, like the Mexican guys that come here and they end up picking for, they're farmers technically, but not a good farmer. They're fucking Fucking shit sucks. 12 hour days of breaking yeah. your back and getting shit on and not getting good pay. That's like a farmer, dude. Real. Like the guys that own the land, damn, that's not a farmer. Yeah. Sit at home and I got Jose running the operation. And I grossly underpay him every year and he's happy to be here. <laughs> like that's what they do, these fucking guys. Now they're escaping Florida. Oh, dude, do you see that shit? You guys yeah. see what's happening in Florida? We'll, we'll get it real fast. Ron DeSantis is the biggest fucking dipshit. You can say whatever. A lot of people that I know that normally would hate that guy liked him because he was anti-vax. Like, they're like, Florida's got their shit together. Yeah. How's Florida doing now? They also had the highest number of deaths from that shit, too. And besides, fuck all that. Here's what I'm talking about. You know how he's gone to war, his woke war. He's, he, this is a war he created on his own. No one's saying shit. He's just like, I'm not going to teach about slavery. That's a lie. I'm not going to teach about this. I'm not going to teach about that. We're not going to. We're not going to accept gay people. We're not going down the woke road. Fuck all you people. And then he started a fight with Disney, and mm-hmm. uh, that's a bad fucking move. You're going to lose when you go up against a powerhouse like Disney. Mm-hmm. Like. And the fact that it's Florida. Is this fucking dipshit not aware that 50% of the tourism that comes to Florida, which is how they make their money, 1,000%. Florida ain't producing shit. They produce fucking some produce for like the East Coast and that and that's it. But they, it's not enough to like float them. It's not sustainable, the amount they do. Like it's tourism. Florida is strictly tourism disney world is the number one tourist attraction in north america it has to be so it is and that's that's in florida you know how much money that state makes from disney every year and now he's battling disney he's choosing to go out do you see what disney did first off i saw a thing where disney um had donated like 24 million a year to the republican party just because they're in the state and they're like yeah we got to fucking here we don't mind i'm sure a lot of those ceos are probably republican too anyway they did that they pulled they went from 24 million dollars in donation to the republican party in florida last year to one million dollars this year so they pulled 23 million dollars worth of campaign funding for him and here's the kicker they made it now so he wanted to take away their reedley creek special like self-governing privileges for that community that was awarded to them in the 60s or whatever because he wants to govern it and make it a florida state thing Now, since he did that, Florida is nothing but private communities that are self-governed. Retirement communities, old folks, things, all this shit, golf course communities, 
there's over 300 of them in the state of Florida. Now they're all going to have to abide by Disney's rules and let the state take them over because Disney's, oh, if you're going to do it to us, you're going to do it to every other private entity here in the state. It's only fair. So now every other place who are all Republican, by the way, and don't like this woke shit, who have been supporting DeSantis, he just fucked them because now the state has to take over those because Disney's all, well, if that's happening to us, you got to do it to every other one. Yeah. Knowing that all those places are going to vote against it, you know what I mean? But he's just saying, well, fuck your votes. That's what we're doing now. So he didn't think that one through. And Disney was going to put a $1 billion fucking campus, like educational thing that was going to uh, supply like 200 jobs, all worth over 120 grand a year of salary. And a billion dollar investment in this big college school, 4,000 jobs for all these people, and they just pulled out of that. So there's Florida's not getting that shit. A billion dollar project is now not going to Florida because of this tweaker. And then fucking (laughs) this God tweaker, you guys snort so much of the Bible, he's fucking stupid. And fucking, um, no, and all this. And then on top of that, he's fucking, he did, he's the one that installed this whole immigration bullshit lately. Did you see Mm -hmm, that? Where like, if you come from another state and you have a working visa, but you're not an actual citizen. It's gone from misdemeanor to felony and you can get jail time, fined, deported. So do you think any of those people on working visas that are totally legit are going to Florida? They all left, dude. And it's from, they said they went from a hundred farmers to nine. Wow. That, that run that basically supply corn, mainly corn and citrus for like all the eastern seaboard. And they're down to like, they have no one to pick the fucking fruit. And here's the better part. They have all these new developments in Florida, home developments and all this shit. They're building all these giant new uh, like houses and this and that. People have already bought them, waiting to move in, and they're just sitting there half done. There's stacks of drywall, lumber that are just getting moldy and rotty, sitting out in the rain. The whole workforce left. They all, wow. they were all, dude, who do you think works these jobs, you fucking idiots? Yeah. I've worked construction my whole life. Huge jobs from LA to Oxnard, everywhere in between. It is 80% Mexicans or South Americans from across the border that hardly speak English are definitely illegal. But guess what? They're the reason this shit is all built. They're mm-hmm. the reason that you have this house. They're the reason you have food on your table. It's not a cliched 100%. bullshit argument. They all fucking split. Go look it up, dude. Florida's getting drilled right now. And it's raising everyone's taxes because how are you going to pay for all this shit? Mm-hmm. Who's going to take it over? And who's going to pay? Like, this guy has done a number on Florida. And then I heard all the Republican, his constituents are like, dude, we're not fucking voting for this guy. He's been making, he's trying to become president and he's just disregarding every, the problems in Florida. And then he's changing everything. He's making it real bad for business. And as you well know, Republicans are all about business and profit and commerce. It's all about profits and money. They don't give a fuck about the environment, uh, affordable housing, any of that shit. He's handicapping the businesses, taxes. The state is getting fucking rolled, I've been reading. And it's not us just seeing shit. Oh, Florida's fine. Bullshit. They all left for Texas, fucking Indiana, places they can go and like, well, I'll go here and do construction and and fucking work on fucking farms or whatever because I'm not going to get arrested here. I'm not going to get ran out here. Like I can live and work and become a citizen. Florida's just being, Florida's like, it's funny. People will try and all the Republicans will try and tell you that California is commie, commie, California. It's communist. All this shit. (laughs) Florida is probably the most communist fucking state in our entire (laughs) nation. You can't teach certain shit. They're burning books. You (laughs) can't say gay. You can't fucking do that. You can't do anything there. You can't be an immigrant. You can't have a legal working visa. That's what happens when your head's 
so far up your ass. That's <laughs> it is. When you're such a fucking nincompoop and you're so stuck on your own bullshit, this is what happens, dude. It happens to every extremist. You're going to fucking lose. Mm. Alex Jones, look what happened to him. Yeah, you're fucked now. You've lost everything. Good. Fuck you. And fuck it, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that guy's just exploiting other people's tragedy to make huge profits. That whole fucking fake shooter shit where mm. like yep. that's, his that's followers, up, his fucking followers were harassing the parents of these kids that died telling them they're liars and they're going to shoot him for lying and trying to shit. yeah and all and one guy fucking moved three times committed suicide afterward mm. and it's like you're gonna sit here and tell me that wasn't alex jones doing yeah oh for free will peace shut the fuck up dude that guy's no better that guy's worse than nancy grace by a long shot <laughs> nancy grace is a cunt too she's fucking a- all she does is exploit people's tragedies for profit too what about oh look at this horrible thing that that i fucking hate alex jones i fucking hate nancy grace i fucking hate Tucker Carlson. Isn't that how Oprah got her start? Oprah's a cunt too. She is. Fuck her, dude. She gets under the radar. She's a piece of shit. How can you say that? I hate everybody. (laughs) Let's be it simple. We're going off today. All right. All right. Let's wrap this shit up. You guys have fun? Baseball, baseball, baseball. I had fun. Fuck you, Brian. You don't count. You're wearing a Dodger hat. You told me Will Smith can't hit fucking for shit today. We cut that out. Oh, you did? We cut that out. Yes, Brian made a mistake, you guys. I, I, he meant to ta- say Austin Barnes. Error. He did. He meant to say Austin Barnes, I who's like, who's Barnes. like fucking nine for like a hundred this year. Austin, <laughs> I know you're a good. I don't. Know, you, I'm going to replace you, the you footage. Fucking suck. I could hit of better. Me saying Bill Smith with Austin Barnes. Yeah, See, that's going to be replaced. Austin, he said Will Smith can't hit for shit, and I said, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "Is that who I'm thinking of?" Right? No, <laughs> fucking that's Austin Barnes, the backup catcher. And then Brian's wearing a Dodger hat. I'm like, he's a Austin phony. Barnes. This guy's a joke. Fucking. But anyway, all right, guys, thanks for bullshitting with us. Um, I have nothing good to say about Florida. If you were waiting for that, you know, most yeah, yeah. podcasters will do a pro and a con. Here's the good. Here's the bad. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's the only state that has billboards reminding their citizens not to fuck their kids. And that's true. <laughs> oh, Google it. Look it up. Uh, fuck you. You think I'm lying? I'm Brian, that that's what we're ending with today. Okay. Show that fucking billboard. We guys, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Uh, as we come back here, if you're annoyed with me, I don't give a fuck. Tune out. We're going to be, Hey, tell your friends to start subscribing. We're going to start giving away baseball tickets i'm not lying brian we're doing this okay dodger tickets unless you're subscribed if you live in texas i highly doubt anyone's watching us in texas <laughs> if you live there and you're a houston astros fan or a rangers fan we can get tickets for anywhere but they'll probably be mediocre we're gonna do a giveaway but it's gonna be we're gonna do that fucking game show what did i say earlier in this podcast we got to figure out a way to do it where it's a country star or oh, a fucking yeah. relief pitcher. That's a good one. Yeah, because I did that with a few people and they have no fucking idea. <laughs> you know, Andrew Chafin. What do you say? He looks like fucking uh, fucking Kenny Powers. Kenny Powers, yeah. He's pounding down. Take us out with that. Catch Comedy Slice Monthly in Ventura at Pizza Chief. That's my fucking show. It's a good one. Two and a half, three years. You like that advertisement? Yeah, that anyway, um, other local podcasts. Check out uh, Brian's other podcast, The Local Show. The, the Total BS. Total BS. Total BS and our good friends Craig and Big J over there have um, have the Get, Get Heavy, Heavy podcast. podcast. That's a great one. Those guys are super cool and entertaining. Yep. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. A couple of punk rockers from the area. They talk about everything. I've been on it a couple times. It's really good. So check out the Get Heavy podcast. 
podcast. Have a great weekend. It's a weekend here. I don't know when this will come out. <laughs> Have a good weekend, whatever one comes next. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to sign out. Have a good one. Bye-bye. And it's short time to get there. I'm eastbound, just watch your bandit run.